Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you. And uh, as we've been talking throughout the program today, uh, so many of us are just a, a bit exhausted and exasperated with a, a whole host of things. Obviously, the last couple of months have been trying for, for many. They've been exhausting in so many different ways, from uh, those who are homeschooling their children to those who are having to work from home, those who have lost jobs, uh, and then, of course, all of the uh, physical effects uh, of the pandemic itself, from loss of life to our frontline workers and everyone in between. Uh, it's been a tumultuous period, to be sure, uh, and now as we start to open things back up a little bit, as we open up society, and remember it's opening society first and then the businesses will follow because people will have confidence. They'll feel safe. Uh, they'll know that they can uh, move forward. And, and those things are all absolutely vital. Uh, and with that comes the reality of, of what we're churning towards. We're 35 days away from a primary election here in the state of Utah. Uh, we're not that far off from November, where we will uh, have a, a battle for the the White House uh, for both chambers of Congress. I think will be up for grabs, and many people have just kind of disengaged from that portion of the program. We've got a number of our texters weighing in uh, with some some great uh, great insight and some things I absolutely agree with. One of our texters just sent in. Uh, many have disengaged because those in Washington are busy throwing meat to their supporters to ensure re-election, not doing what's best for the country. Done a lot of uh, collaboration and compromise. Uh, chambers, uh, two chambers filled with self-serving narcissists, not statesmen trying to do what's best. Uh, and, and that's a growing sentiment. Uh, and while I agree with that on many levels, uh, I also have this worry of if we all disengage, then what are we left with? Uh, I used to always uh, go through uh, from a consulting standpoint uh, and say, okay, uh, someone who maybe didn't want to speak up on a particular issue, I'd say, okay, so if you don't speak up, then who does that leave? And they would quickly go through, well, this person might, this person might, this person might weigh in. And my question was, and do you want that to be the message? <laughs> uh, and often that would change whether they wanted to, to do an interview or be part of a, a meeting or an event. Uh, and so there is this element that we do have to engage. There is a we the people component to it. But I, I want to round out today uh, just talking about uh, what we should expect from our leaders. Uh, because I, I find, as many of you have, that I'm becoming less tolerant of uh, people in office in particular 
people who are supposed to wear the title of leader uh, and who may not be. And so I want to break that down just a little bit here in this uh, final segment today. Uh, And so let's go back. Uh, If you go all the way back to George Washington, a very good place to start. Uh, In his very first uh, inaugural address, 1789, George Washington said this. He said he hoped that the foundations of our national policy will be laid in the pure and immutable principles of private morality. He then called on free government to exemplify the attributes that will make its citizens, this country, proud and command the respect of the world. Uh, That's a pretty bold statement by George Washington. I think he got it right. Uh, The kind of private and public morality that Washington was talking about and calling for in our nation's leaders uh, didn't require any of them to be perfect. We know none of them were perfect. We've never had a perfect uh, leader in government uh, in this country. And so we, we don't need to have perfect politicians. We don't need to have perfect political leaders. But it does necessitate some integrity and some congruency regardless of the situation. And again, it doesn't matter what your political perspective is, what political party you adhere to. Uh, that's not what this is about. And the interesting thing to me as I look at history is down through the ages, you've had some seemingly great men and great women who've been exposed as being less than noble, less than genuine, even less than human when they were presented with power, with influence, with fame and fortune, uh, or they faced just really hard challenging circumstances. And we see that in history. And we also see the reverse of that in history. We see seemingly ordinary women and ordinary men who, when put into the most difficult of circumstances, rose above. When they were given an opportunity to to compromise their integrity, they rejected it. When they had uh, a chance to take the easy path, they said, no thanks, I'll pass. And they've risen to just extraordinary heights because they were willing to be congruent, that that courage mattered to them, that character mattered, that selflessness mattered. As we were talking about with Scott Rasmussen earlier today, uh, this this is a we the people issue. Uh, And we have to engage in this process. Because if we just abdicate we will continue to have what we've been having. And that is, I just remind you, 94% of incumbents win re-election. 94%. And you can blame that on money in politics. You can blame that of uh, the power of office. Those things play in, to be sure. But it also plays into to us. we got to look in the mirror a little bit and say, okay, am I going to show up and vote? Am I going to register to vote? Uh, Am I going to make sure I understand the candidates, understand the issues? Am I going to demand transparency? Am I going to allow backroom deals and all of those kinds of things that we hate in government and institutions? Uh, Or are we going to speak up and speak out? Are we going to demand more, expect more, or are we going to settle? Are we going to settle? That's the question. And to me, it's it's not a question. <laughs> Failure is not an option. Uh, we we have to do better. And so when we when we look at all of this, 
I think one of the great ways to judge someone that you're thinking about voting for for public office is uh, something uh, Kellyanne and I were talking about this morning as we were prepping the show. Uh, she put it in the, the most positive of terms. She said, the question is, what do you do with your gum when no one is looking? What do you do with your gum when no one is looking? I would like someone to run a political ad on that. What do you do with your gum when no one is looking? You put it under the table? You throw it out the window? Do you wrap it up? Or do you not wrap it up and throw it in the garbage can? That can be just as worse for those who are, are do, emptying the trash cans. Are you responsible when no one is looking? And I think that's exactly what George Washington was telling us in his first inaugural address. Uh, interesting bit of, of history. I watched this over the weekend. Uh, Larry King interviewed uh, Gordon B. Hinckley, who was then president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a uh, wide-ranging interview on CNN. And at the time, of course, was the middle of the Bill Clinton scandal and impeachment trial. And, and so the question got asked, what should we expect from our leaders? And this is what Gordon B. Hinckley said. Position of President of the United States of America carries with it a tremendous trust. In my judgment, an inescapable trust. I brought with me some words from from George Washington, the first inaugural address of 1789. This is what he said. He hoped that the foundations of our national policy will be laid in the pure and immutable principles of private morality and the preeminence of free government be exemplified by all the attributes which can win the affections of its citizens and command the respect of the world. That's a great statement. Is it asking too much of our public servants to not only make of this nation the greatest nation on earth politically, militarily, but also to give moral leadership to the world? That's still a great question. Decades later, is it too much to ask of our public servants, not only to make of this nation the greatest nation on earth politically, militarily, but also to give moral leadership to the world? Uh, I I think that's a great question. And it's not just a a great question for those running for the highest office in the land. It is a great question for those running for any office in the land. And again, I don't really care so much about uh, whether you are a Joe Biden fan or whether you're a Donald Trump fan or anyone in between, uh, that's not the issue today. The issue I want us to think about starts with each of us. What do we do with our gum when no one is looking? What do we do with our integrity when no one is looking? What do we do with our character when no one else is looking? Uh, I had a basketball coach who just drilled into me forever that it doesn't matter how you practice when the coach is standing there. What matters is how you practice when no one's watching. Do you do you cut corners? Do you take it easy? Do you take time off? Uh, or do you really push it through? And that's the the real question for us, for each of us individually, not just those we elect. It's for all of us. What do you do when no one's looking? That's a character issue. That's an integrity issue. Those are the issues that really matter. And those are the issues that should shape the day 
define our elections. This is no time for backroom deals. This is no time for us to be cutting corners or making excuses. We need transparency. We need to have accountability so that we can have trust. The inescapable trust of leadership is the issue of the day. That's what I think should be on the ballot now and all the way into November. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. As always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.